For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, of flesh, sold into bondage to sin. Somebody know what I'm talking about in verse 15. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For I am not practicing what I would like to do. I want to stick to this diet, but I'm eating all this chocolate. Amen. But I'm doing the very thing I hate. I want to talk about this morning, breaking old habits, part one, the very thing I hate. The very thing I hate. Breaking old habits. Um, You know, it's amazing how many people make New Year's resolutions. Um, they buy calendars. They do vision boards. Amen. They have checkoff lists. And it's amazing how habits or some habits are more noticeable than others. Uh, we may have accepted these habits as part of our lives. Uh, We wake up every day struggling with it, but we are not doing anything about it. Amen. The truth is, we all struggle with something. Am I right about it? There are some things that we can overcome if we're willing to face it and work on it. Or we can just keep on ignoring it. Do I have anybody in here this morning that you got a habit that you really want to break? There are things in your life that you really, you say, you know what, Pastor, I really want to break these habits. Habits come in different forms. Uh, This year, I challenge you not to just ignore it. Uh, Don't just accept it. Uh, don't deny it. Deal with it. Yeah. Whatever it is, God can heal you. Yeah. Whatever it is, God can deliver you. Now, God has a unique way of delivering you. Amen. I've been through many things in my life. And the things that I prayed about, I didn't think that God was going to deliver me like that, but It took tragedy for him to deliver me. Come on, somebody. He gave me warning signs, but I ignored the warning signs. And in order for me to get through it, I had to go through something. Do I have anybody? There's a theory that says it takes seven days to break a habit. Amen. But if the habit is stronger, it takes 18 days. To 254 days to break a habit. Now I want to tell you something. God is so amazing that he can take your habit. Come on somebody. Today, right now. If you're willing to surrender to him. But what I like to do with my life is I always look at my life and say, okay, I look for patterns. I look for things that I'm doing. And then I say to myself, How did I even get here? How did this become a habit? 
I like to get down to the source. I like to find out, amen, if I can get to the source, amen, then I can deal with the problem permanently and not just deal with the symptom. I wish I had somebody. Some of us, amen, we're just dealing with the symptoms of our issues in life and we're not dealing with the cause, which I have. Do I have anybody? Some of us can make our minds up right now. I'm going to quit right now. Amen. Some of us, it may take a longer time. Some of us, we may try and within a few days, we're right back to our old habits. If you're going to stick to your new year resolution, amen, it's important that you recognize that it's your habits that has caused you to relapse. I wish I had somebody. You, it, I'm going to say it one more time. It's your what? Habits that has caused you and I to what? To relapse. Universally, universally, we all have the same problem. Know what that problem is? Sin. The devil, amen, and our flesh. We all have a struggle every day. Anybody with me? Amen. The struggle is with sin, the devil, and our what? Flesh. And if we're going to break these old habits, we have to look to God's word, in God's word, to find the solution. Are you with me? Paul writes the book of Romans. Amen. At a period in his life, where he had been a mature Christian or a maturing Christian. He had been a Christian for 25 years. And he writes in chapter 6 to tell us that sin no longer has dominion over us. Now, a lot of us say, you know what, that's a sin problem, or I have a sin problem, or sin is just strong in my life. But the Bible says you've been, you were crucified with Christ. You are a blood-bought new creature in Christ, and sin no longer has dominion, dominion over you. That's what he says in chapter 6. In chapter 6, he lays out a, a great, uh, a great plan to tell us that even so, verse 11, he says, consider yourself to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ. He says, you and I are dead to sin, but we are alive. Come on, somebody. Amen. We are what? Alive to God in Christ. In other words, we're living differently or we can live differently. But I believe what happens to us saints is we get drawn back to the old life because of some of the old habits that we haven't broken yet. Come on and say amen, will you? In chapter 7, he begins to talk about not only our freedom from the dominion of sin in chapter 6, but in chapter 7, verse 7, he says this. This is what he says in verse 7. He says, what shall we say then? Is the law sin? He says, may it never be. On the contrary, I would have not come to know sin except through the law. 
So in other words, what Paul is laying out in chapter 7, at the beginning of chapter 7, he's talking about past tense. That if I was not exposed to the word of God, I would not have known that I was a sinner. See, whenever you come to church and you hear the word of God, you ever feel convicted? Anybody ever feel convicted? Let me see all people feel good. Hey, man. <laughs> Put up that little finger, you know. You, you know, you, you're like, dang, how do he know all about me? It's not me, it's the word. The word is what finds you out. The word is what convicts you, right? And you'd be like, dang, I need to change. And that's what Paul was saying. Paul was saying, look what he says. He says, for I would have not known that about coveting if the law had not said, you shall not what? Covet. Now, verses, from verse, verses 1 to verse 13, he's saying that we're freed. We have freedom from the law of condemnation. I'm trying to help somebody. I'm trying to liberate somebody. Watch this. Watch this. You know when you mess up how you feel real bad? I'm just trying to make it plain for you. All right? You know how you feel real bad? Oh, some of you don't even feel bad. Good Lord. Let me try this side right here. You know how y'all feel bad? All right, good. You know how y'all feel bad? Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Y'all got it now. Okay. All right. Woo, man. They're like, whoa, days out for a minute there. (laughs) You're supposed to feel bad at least. (laughs) But you know, if you're doing something, you just keep living and you don't feel no conviction. I mean, none. I mean, absolutely zero. Some be wrong with you. Amen. All right. But you know when you go to do wrong and then that little thing on your shoulder, and you, some people say it's the shoulder, it's inside. You know, that thing they'll be like, man, I know I shouldn't do, go there. I know I shouldn't. Paul says, even if you mess up, because positionally in God, in Christ, once you've accepted Christ, you belong to him. Amen. We just have old habits that keep us going back to feeling like we were never saved. Are you with me? So don't you let people tell you that you're not saved. You just got some things you got to work on. All right, boo-boo, you got to take care of that stuff. Come on, say amen. Come on, say amen. All right, y'all with me today. Amen. So, so, so Paul says you're free. And then from verse 13, he says, Paul writes from verses 1 to verse 13. He writes, watch this. I'm sorry, from verse 1 to verse 12, he writes in the past tense. But now he's writing in the present tense as a believer. Are you with me? I want to show you something. Here's what a lot of people try to tell us as believers. That the moment you get saved, you ain't going to do no wrong. You ain't going to do this. You, you got to fly right. I mean, you got to fly right. But you know what I'm saying? You got, you, you, y'all know what I'm talking about, right? They try to make a, paint a picture of the Christian life that's so picture perfect that we got to walk this line. And if we come off that line, then guess what? God don't want us no more. I wish I had somebody. That's why he's a God of a second chance. A third chance, a fourth chance, a God who will keep on keeping on with you until you and I realize that he's a God of grace. Are you with me? But don't 
take advantage of grace because there's a possibility that you could run out of it. But it's kind of impossible to run out of something when God gives it freely no matter what. Y'all follow me? Is this making sense? Watch this. Paul says to them, listen, everything from verses 13 on, he talks to them about his current condition. Paul had been a Christian approximately 25 years when he wrote this letter to Rome. Positionally, watch this, we are saved from sin. But practically, sin sometimes get the better of us. I'm going to say one more time. Positionally, we've been saved from sin. But practically, we happen to fall into sin and now and then. Y'all with me? Paul understood this. He understood the tension between positional truth and practical expression. I'm saying one more time. He understood, tell your neighbor, there's a conflict going on inside of me. He knew positionally Satan couldn't get him back. Can I tell you something? Once you get saved, Satan can't get you back. I'm going to say one more time. Once you get saved, Satan can't get you back. But it's all up to you. Whether or not practically you're going to live for Jesus. Because there's a lot of saved people. Come on somebody. That's trying to go back and blend in with the world. Amen. Listen, 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 listen. listen. I'm going to leave that alone. Watch this. And this is what we must do. Amen. As believers, don't let our old habits cause us to feel condemned. But remember who you are in Christ. Are you with me? Because watch this. You'll be driving and all of a sudden a thought going to come in your mind. And then you're going to start playing on that thought. And then the devil going to say, see, I told you you wasn't saved. But you got to tell him positionally. Oh, come on, somebody. I've been saved from sin. But practically, I'm having a hard time right now. But I know God is able, come on somebody, to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all, come on somebody, that I can ask or even think. And I know that right now I may be struggling, but in 2020, hey, I made a decision, come on somebody, that that I'm going to do what 1 Corinthians says. He said, when I was a child, I used to... Listen, you two all to be smoking so much. Come on now. I'm just saying. Come on now. Come on now. At some point, you got to put that stuff down. Some point. Amen. You, you know what? As a, y'all know I like to keep it real, right? When you drink that liquor and you got to drink, keep drinking it and keep drinking it and keep drinking it. God is doing that. That's why you ain't getting drunk. You got a big old bottle about this big. And you still ain't drunk. Now you know something wrong with that, right? God is saying positionally, you want to put yourself back into that life? Come on now, come on now. Have you lived this life soberly? Talking about the Christian life. 
Because you'll start seeing things differently. Come on, somebody. You realize that Jesus can give you a high that will never leave you. Come on, somebody. So, so, so how do we break these old habits? Look at verse 14. Verse 14 says, he says, for we know that the law is what? Spiritual. Now, now here's what's interesting about this. He says that the law is spiritual, but in verse 12, he says not only is the law spiritual, the law being the word. All right? Here's what Satan does to us, y'all. Here's what he does to us. This is real talk right here. He keeps you from the word. If he can keep you from the word, he knows I got you. Well, what is it? He keeps you from reading it. Because the text says in verse 12, verse 12 says what? Put on 12 for me. He said in verse 12, look what he said in verse 12. He says, so then the law is what? And what? The commandment, same thing, that's the word, is what? And what? And what? So quite naturally, Satan's strategy, you can't break that habit. If you're not under the word. Oh, the Lord has delivered me from a lot of things, y'all. But it was when I was sitting in church and I felt that conviction that fell upon my heart while the preacher was preaching. And I said, Lord, forgive me, Lord. Change my life, Lord. I want to be different, Lord. And God says, I'm going to give you the source to your deliverance. And it's the word of God. And so, so the first thing is, watch this, the first thing we have to do, first thing we have to do in order to break these off, replace your habits by developing an appetite. Listen, you got to decide what kind of church you want to be a part of. You want to be part of a singing church? Come on, somebody. You, you want to be a part of an emotional church that makes you emotionalized? Watch this, uh, you know, all into emotion and no word. You and I need the word. We can replace these old habits by developing an appetite. Lord, the Bible says it's sweeter than honey from a honeycomb. Come on, somebody. Watch this, watch this. You, 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 you and I, we can walk in the spirit. Watch this. Listen to gospel music. Pray and still struggle with these old habits. You look the part, but secretly, secretly you're struggling. You got to pick up the word. Lord, change my appetite. Amen. And do you not know, come on somebody, the way God do it, the word is like a buffet. Come on somebody you got all kinds of choices. But there are other parts of the word, word where it's prime cut. Come on, somebody. It all depends on what kind of appetite. See, a lot of people want candy today. They just want the sweet stuff. They just want the ice cream. Tell me how to live, pastor. Tell me how to live. I'll teach you how to live, but I got to teach you how to eat first some good food. Teach you how to feed on meat. Amen. Not just candy. Are you with me? 
Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Replace what you're doing with the word. Watch this, watch this, watch this. You know why? Watch this. The word is living. It's active. It's what? Did any what? You, if you hold the word like this, you're going to get cut. It's got two edges. Watch this. You know why it's got two edges? Because it goes in and it cuts away those old habits. Listen, stop letting people tell you it's 15 steps to this and 25 steps to that and you woo side and all that other stuff. Get the word. The word will cut it out. Cut it. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I was thinking about something else. You better cut it. I'm just saying, listen, listen to me. The word. Don't you, don't you. All right. The word will cut it out. And if we develop an appetite for the word, Bible study, come on now, individual reading, come on, daily devotions. Where do I start, Pastor? I'll tell you where you start. Start in the book of John. Start right there and you'll learn about Jesus. Are you with me? Here's the other thing you got to do. You got to recognize what the flesh wants, what your flesh wants. Because what my flesh wants, what your, maybe two different things. All right? Look what he says next. He says, he says, watch what he says. He says, for we know, verse 14, that the law is what? I'm going to help you with something. Watch this. But I am of, hold on a minute now. He's saved. You ever seen a Christian go off? People say all the time at home. <laughs> all the time, Pastor. How can you be saved and those words come out of your mouth? How can you be saved? I'm not saved. Yes, you are. Paul had been saved for 25 years. And he says, I am of what? Flesh. And you know where I'm going with this. Watch this. Paul is not saying that he's not saved. He's simply saying that his flesh is what he has to deal with on a daily basis. That's why I said, check your appetite. Because whatever your Whatever you like, come on somebody, you will feed it. And the flesh doesn't feed on the word. Flesh don't want the word. Flesh don't want nothing to do with the word because the flesh knows, dag, here you come with this word now. Come on somebody. It, I, I said it's, it's sharpening two edges war. It pierces as far as the division of soul and spirit both joints and marrow. So in other words, it deals with the material and the non-material part of you, but it also deals with the psychological. It changes the way you think. It says it's able to judge the thoughts and the intentions of your heart. So a word will come inside of you and begin to change the way you think and the way you act because it gets down to the core of the issue. The issue has always been this, our flesh. Watch this. Most of the time it's our flesh and that's not under control. 
So the next point is this. Remember to deny. When you wake up in the morning, you're in this conflict. You, oh, come on, help me. You, you know, you, you know, the, the flesh is always looking for convenience. But also the flesh knows what time of day it is. Let me, let me see. The flesh knows what time of year it is. The flesh knows you better than you know yourself. Now, now the reason I say that, amen, is because Paul says in Galatians, this is what he says. He says the deeds of the flesh are evident. He says they are immorality, impurity, sensuality, I didn't say sexuality, I said sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, you know what sorcery is? Pharmakia. The word pharmakia is where we get the English word pharmacy, where we get the word drugs. Watch this. Whenever you get high, you're under spell. Because it's sorcery. Sorcery is witchcraft. So you are, as a believer, your flesh is getting high. I mean, your flesh, it, you, yeah, you're, you're getting high, but watch what you're doing. You're putting yourself under a spell. Because that's exactly what the flesh wants. The flesh wants what it wants. And if we don't put the flesh in check daily, I didn't say weekly. I said what? From the moment you wake up in the morning, flesh check. You need to have roll call in the morning. Amen. Flesh, where you at? Come on, somebody. See, people want a peaceful life, but they don't realize this flesh. Man, this flesh is deep, y'all. This flesh. Listen, you're a good person. You got a good heart. All of that. All of that about you is great. But that flesh, boy. Watch this. Here's the other part. Strife. Jealousy. Outbursts of anger. Disputes. Dissension, it covers the whole list. Factions, envy, and watch this. Drunk and high. Drunkenness and carousing. So, so could it be that your habit is on that list? Watch this. And you have to get into the word in order, watch this, to pull away from it. Paul says, I, you know what Paul was? Paul was honest with himself. Paul says, man, I'm, I'm a flesh. I don't know about you. Now, this is a guy that wrote one third of the Bible. Y'all with me? Next week, I'm going to go deeper into it. Watch this. Watch this now. He says, I am flesh. Are you with me? Of flesh. Right? Watch this. The flesh, watch this. Know like Paul what your habits are. Amen. In the flesh. And then allow the word of God to penetrate those areas. Paul says, I was a coveter. See what I'm saying? He says, but when I read the word, the word dealt me right. And the word started to change me. And I started to change. Change comes when you deal with the flesh. Look what he says next. Now watch what he says next. Okay, so let me, let me, let me explain this. I'm excited. <laughs> you're saved. But you're, okay, so... The non-material part of you are saved. Your spirit and your soul. 
Okay, and then you have the Holy Spirit in you. So you got help. All right, so, so there's no excuse for saying why I keep doing this. Right, because he said, no, 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 you ain't got no excuse there. You got, you got the Spirit. You got the Word. Come on now. You got Jesus. You got your angels. Come on, somebody. You, come on now. You got guardian angels. All of that. You got all of that. Right, but he said, listen, the problem is you want what you want. But you won't be honest about what you really want. Come on, somebody. But, but, but watch this. He says, I am of flesh. Watch this. Watch this. Sold. Let me say, let me tell you what that is. That's in the perfect tense. You know what that means? Simple action with continuous abiding results now. So I'm saved, but my flesh is sold into bondage to sin. So what do you mean, pastor? This is why sanctification is needed in your life. Because you're saved positionally, spiritually, but this ain't saved. Paul always talks about the members of your body. He says, if your eye caused you to sin, cut, plug it out. Don't really go plug it out now. That means whatever you're watching, stop. If your hands cause you to sin, you can take that a lot of different ways, but that's stealing. I'm just saying stealing for right now. Cut it off. <laughs> Come on, say man, Y'all, y'all don't want to. We got kids up in there? Okay, good. Watch this. He said, whatever it is, cut it out. He said, because you, you rather go into the next life with one eye than to condemn yourself to hell. Can you imagine living your whole life in the flesh? Listen, and you knew better. So, so watch, here's what you got to remember. Remember to deny your flesh. Third thing, you got to remember this. Remember that the flesh is still in bondage to sin. Listen. Our flesh is held hostage. So it explains why in the next verse, Paul says what he says. But watch this. We are spirit being. The Holy Spirit is in this scenario. You come to church. You have a great time. You get in your car. Flesh says, turn on the radio. Spark up a cigarette. Get the fifth from last night. Or whatever issue you have. Oh, and on top of that, you're arguing. You shut up, especially after communion. Yeah, you be quiet. Nah, nah, you know, you know how y'all do, right? Let me tell you why it happens. Like, how many every time? Not every time. Watch this. You ever notice patterns? Watch this. You argue as soon as you get in the call. Watch this. Watch this. You know what that's called? To your flesh. Muscle memory. Your flesh remembers what it does repeatedly. Just like when you work out. It's called what? Muscle memory. So your flesh is so accustomed, right? That when you get in the car, the first thing your, your flesh takes over if you're not in the spirit. 
And then your flesh is like, come on, let's argue, let's cuss, let's fuss. That's what we do, 97.9 the box. But you would just praise Jesus. Hallelujah. You argue, you gossip. You saw what she had on the church. Good Lord Jesus. Lord have mercy. She need to go. Somebody need to talk to her about that. Now you gossiping. You fight and cut. Your flesh knows it so well. It's like timing. You ever notice? It's like you, you listen. And some of you recognize it, but you can't do nothing about it. Because you ain't got no word. You were sleeping church corner. You wasn't paying attention to preaching. Like, when is he going to be done? Listen, Satan gets blames for blame for things he never did. Here's why. He's not omnipresent. But he knows your flesh. He knows what you like. And if you're going to break these habits, you got to realize, man, my flesh is sold into sin. I need to be sanctified. How do you do that? You get in that word. You pray. You be filled with the spirit. And then all of a sudden, God starts changing you, transforming the way you think. Come on, somebody. You start desiring new things. Come on, somebody. Amen. Listen, Satan, he gets blamed all the time. But it really was your what? Flesh. Muscle memory. Amen. And you ever notice it happened like clockwork? Certain time of the week. When you're coming down from your high. When your buzz is leaving you. When you don't have no cigarette money. Don't have no cigarette money now. Oh, Lord Jesus. It's like, man. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. You the worst person to get along with. <laughs> Come on now. Tell your neighbor muscle memory. Tell your neighbor we know what the flesh is about. The flesh is so into bondage to sin what does sin do the bible says when lust is conceived amen it gives birth to sin watch this when sin is accomplished it brings forth death so in other words this i'm just a dead man walking Because I know what my flesh wants. And this is where sanctification comes in. You know what sanctification is? Here's what sanctification is. Sanctification, I used to say was a process. But it's actually proximity. It means that you're drawing closer to God. And the closer you draw to God, you will not be sinless. You'll just sinless. You with me? You draw closer to him. So the more you read, the more you pray, the more you come to church, the more you serve. Watch this. I never forget when I first got to church and and, and I was cussing and and that kind of stuff to everybody. They're like, my pastor said, leave that man alone. He going to get better later. 
He's going to get better later because I was understanding like, man, this is a new life here. You know what I mean? But, but the point is, we don't stay long enough to be transformed. We wait till we get home. We wait. Your flesh is like, hurry up, man. <laughs> Verse 15, and I'm going home. Verse 15, this ain't the Baptist code, this is real close. Watch this. He says, he says, uh, for what I'm doing, I just got to show you this, because this is some of your stories right here. For what I'm doing, what? Don't start playing crazy now. He says, for I am not practicing what I would. How many of you like that? Come on. Come on, y'all. Y'all be playing. Listen, how many of you said this? For what I'm doing, I do not what? Why do I cuss him out every time he come home? On time. Tell your neighbor muscle memory. Come on now. Watch this. He says, I'm doing for what I'm doing, for I'm not what? Practice. Now you know you're not in control. When you can't even do what you want to do. But it's the flesh. It's our flesh, y'all. Watch this. Watch this. My, my next point. Watch this. Here's what you got to recognize. Recognize your patterns. Listen, listen. Paul, just like a prisoner. Amen. Just like a prisoner. And he was a prisoner. He was given in to his flesh. He knew he was saved, but he struggled just like us. The key is to recognize patterns and watch this. You ready for this? You ready for this? Write this down somewhere. Patterns reveal cycles. Patterns reveal what? Cycles. And so if you don't recognize you've been here before and you've been been there before and you've been 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 there before, and you're like, dang, how long are we going to struggle like this? Let's pray. You pray, and 10 minutes later, 10 minutes later, we right back to where we started. I apologize. Your apologies mean nothing to me now. Okay, all right. Tell your neighbor the flesh. Listen, listen, look for patterns. Watch this. The key is to recognize the patterns and look for cycles. You ready for this? I'm going to give you the last part of that. You ready for the last part of that? Cycles reveal strongholds. Some of us like clockwork. It's, you know what a stronghold is? It's, it's a castle. It's, it's an enclosed area that's well guarded. That's what a stronghold is. That's the reason why some of us are not delivered yet because we won't let God in there because our flesh is guarding it. Our flesh is saying, don't you let God in there. Don't you let God in your mind. Don't you let God in your heart. Don't you, don't you surrender. Cycles reveal strongholds and whatever strongholds you may have this morning, God can remove those things. Amen. Look what he says. He says, he says, he says, I don't understand it, but I'm doing the very thing I was. If you hate doing it and never talk to Jesus about it, 
you may really like it. You see that look? That's that aha. For real. Yeah. Yeah. So the next, not only recognize your patterns, but here's the next last thing. Last thing. Remember, shame hides what Jesus can heal. You know why we won't give it to God? Because we're ashamed. We're ashamed. We don't want to say I'm a liar. Amen. We don't want to say that I'm a gossiper. Amen. You see, you see, you see, we all hate things that we do. Amen. And we dare not tell anyone because we'll be exposed. But would you rather live with shame and understanding that Jesus can heal you? Whatever it is, whatever it is in your life, whatever it is in your flesh, whatever it is, he can heal you. Stop accepting these habits that's holding you back, watch this, from an awesome life. And I got to put my check, I got to put my, 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 my flesh in check. Because my flesh sometimes be tripping. Remember, it's not a personality disorder. It's not a disease. You're not depressed. You're not bipolar. It's your flesh sold into bondage to what? Sin. And sin leads to what? Death. And this year, Jesus died for your sins. Past, present, and what? Future. So your flesh can't have you. It's been a while now, but a popular television show aired called Different Strokes. It was a funny show. It was about two little boys named Arnold and Willis. What you talking about, Willis? The boy's mother had been a maid for the man named Mr. Drummond, but she died. Not wanting these boys to be left wandering in the projects. Mr. Drummond adopted Arnold and Willis and brought them to live in his penthouse. The whole show revolved around these two boys from the projects trying to learn how to live in the penthouse. Much comedy surrounded them bringing up, bringing always in a new environment. Bringing always in a new environment. There was a great entertainment, but seeing Mr. Drummond tried to educate these boys, these young men, into the finer things in life. The question of the show was whether or not you could take two boys out of the projects, put them in the penthouse, and expect them to leave the projects behind. The whole show was about how difficult it is for people to rid themselves of old habits once they've been established. When God found you and me, we were in the spiritual projects. I'm going somewhere. And he has seated us now in heavenly places. We are in his penthouse. But many of us have drug along with us a lot of our old habits from the old neighborhood, amen, to the penthouse. 
Those habits are called the flesh in the Bible. The flesh is not merely the body, but it's the body with its old habits. And what we have to do is replace your habits by developing an appetite for the word. Remember to deny your flesh daily. Remember the flesh is still in bondage to sin. Recognize your patterns and remember shame hides what Jesus can heal. Give God a hand clap of praise.